Hello and welcome. You've tuned into the School of Ministry podcast. Paul is your Bible teacher today. He has years of experience as a pastor, seminary instructor, and more. Later, you will be given information how to reach us. If you have questions you would like addressed, let us know. Maybe you have a need in your life and want to know how the Bible gives answers that apply to us today. Feel free to contact us. Now enjoy the lesson. This is a critical question, and if Satan can attack it and destroy it, that's what he wants to do. Because then you say, well, what's the use? You cannot earn salvation on your own. You cannot merit it on your own because of the resurrection of Christ. He did it all. He paid the price. He has fulfilled it. How do we know that this is the history of Jesus of Nazareth? is absolute, it's factual, it's true. How can we know that? Well, we know it from the biblical manuscripts. We have an abundance of biblical manuscripts, and when we get over and talk about the Bible, going to spend a lot of time talking about some of those. I'll give you that information, but there is a great quantity, 5,800 copies almost, of very ancient manuscripts and parts of manuscripts of, of, from the New Testament alone. Amazing how it has been preserved. We have beautiful quality. I've been listening to some of the different, what they call higher critics, that debate. And some that will say, oh, well, we don't really know if this is really the Word of God. And I heard one man that just laid it down, and he just showed all of the fallacies of the arguments and how wonderful, because these Greek manuscripts that we have that make up the New Testament is so amazing, because some of them dating back to 100 A.D., 100, within just 60-some years after Christ. Those things have been written, and we have ancient manuscripts that old that authenticate the reality of Jesus Christ. Do you realize that there are over 25,000 documents that authenticate that Jesus lived and that he died upon the cross? There are non-biblical sources in that. Historians, historians like Josephus. Now, Josephus was a Jew but he was working for the Romans. And Josephus, this historian, went along with the Roman legions and kept track, and you can pick up. As a matter of fact, I think you can get the book of Josephus, the history of Josephus, free as an e-book on some of your phones. So there you go. You, you can check it out yourself and see what Josephus says, who is not a Christian, who is not coming from a Christian perspective, see what he says about the true historical Jesus. There's also a Roman historian by the name of Pliny, the senior, and Pliny writes of what great impact Christianity was having upon Rome because of this man Jesus who had been raised from the dead, and Tacticus, and you can go through, and there's all kinds of other historians that wrote about a true literal person by the name of Jesus that was killed and crucified on the cross and raised again. Well, the character of Jesus is unquestioned. 
Even those that hate Jesus will say, well, he was a good teacher. He was a moral man. He did good. But we know that it was much more than that, that his teachings were earth-shattering, that his teachings and the things that he said were the very way of life. For Jesus says, I am the resurrection and the life. It didn't just contain it, he was the life. He stressed a sinless life. He confessed that he was God in the flesh. And if he wasn't, then he was a liar or he was deluded. Otherwise, he was exactly who he said he was. He was telling the truth. Think about the impact of millions of people that have had a personal relationship with Christ. It transforms them, then they transform the world. It's not like other religions around the world where they've got to appease their gods. We are following after because he has taken care of our sin. Now, as a result, we want to do certain things. We want to do certain works. Well, what about the miracles of Jesus? These go unchallenged. His notoriety was widespread. Historians talk about the feeding of 5,000 from the loaves and the fishes. That was never disputed. The other miracles were attested to. The history that Jesus raised the dead is also a matter of historical fact, that he restored them to life. And Jesus' resurrected body was different because he was the first fruits of that resurrection, not just having life restored. And in Acts chapter 2, we have Peter's sermon that even unbelievers acknowledged Jesus' works right in the very city where Christ gave his life. And it was well reported that Jesus claimed that he would be raised the third day. Well, I've given you 12 different proofs in the handouts there. 12 different proofs. What about the proof of the empty tomb? It was attested to in the New Testament, but it was attested to by the Jews right there in this very city. What about the transformation of frightened disciples that had run away, that didn't want to stand before, but now... After the resurrection of Christ, they are bold. They are men that turn the world upside down. These fishermen, these illiterate, or these men that were considered nothing of society, now they have transformed and they're bold in their proponents seeing the resurrected Christ. You know, in order to devise and execute such a plan, if they devised it and executed, they were ignorant and unlearned people. How is it that they would have been able to bring about such a, a lie if that were the case? If this was a plot, but it was not a plot. Well, what about the rapid emergence of the church? They claimed to be the very body of Christ, where Christ was living in their midst in a very spiritual way. They were living and they were empowered by godliness. They were empowered in service. There's the testimony of various individuals and groups that have claimed that they conversed and had fellowship with the resurrected Christ, just as we read here. Over 500 of them saw him at once. There are great changes of those that were persecutors that hated Jesus. Their lives were transformed, and I'm thinking particularly of the Apostle Paul. His life was transformed that he became from an opponent of Christ to a preacher of Christ. Why? Because of the resurrected Jesus he saw. That's what we read. He was even, after he was seen of James and of all of the apostles, this is 1 Corinthians 15, verse 8, then, last of all, he was seen by me also as one born out of due time. 
You see, Paul says he had seen the resurrected Christ. So we have testimony after testimony. Well, we have also the careful examination of Old Testament prophecies that expected the Jewish Messiah that he would die, be buried, and resurrected. And that's what the early church taught. They studied those scriptures. They studied those things and showed how that was so. There was the production of great literature that made up our New Testament that holy men of God wrote as they were moved by the Holy Spirit, and they wrote, and we have our New Testament today. And I want to talk more about that in the future how we have our Bible and why it is so important. Well, it's completely historical accurate and we can count on it. There is a cause and effect of the resurrection. You see, for every cause, there is an effect. And the resurrection had that very great effect in the lives of people in that early day. And it corresponded amazingly with the Old Testament, with the Scriptures. Well, there's also the inability of those Jewish leaders to disprove the resurrection in the very city where Christ was tried and crucified. If anyone could have disproved it, believe me, those Jewish leaders would have. However, the Scripture records that many of them believed on Christ, like Joseph of Arimathea. What about the use of Sunday meeting on the first day of the week? Some people will say, oh, no, that came about by Emperor Constantine. He made a law, and now it was Sunday came into effect some 300 years later. That's just not so. It happened in New Testament time. It happened just after the resurrection of Christ. They began to meet on that day. There's the conversion of James, the half-brother of Jesus. Remember James and the half-brothers of Jesus opposed Christ. They did not believe him. But after the resurrection, James even becomes pastor of the Jerusalem church. He assumed such an active role in suffering a very cruel death. If James was not convinced that Jesus had been raised, he would not have given his life. There's the testimony of many others. I've given you one, Ignatius of Antioch, how he was born during the ministry of Jesus. Later, he was thrown to the beast by Emperor Trajan in the Flavian Amphitheater in Rome, and he left that written testimony. It's in your notes. How Peter told him and taught him how he felt the very body and blood, the very pulse of Christ, how he felt the bones and the flesh of Christ, how he sat and ate with him. Ignatius boldly stood and recognized those things while they were throwing him to the beast, and he would not recant. You see, biblical faith is not blind faith. I want you to remember that. Hi, give me a moment to update you with a bit of information. You can reach us now at schoolofministryresources.org or biblelandmarks.com. You can also reach us at P.O. Box 837, Valley Springs, California, 95252. Please contact us with comments, questions, or to receive handouts and printed material. We look forward to hearing from you. Now, back to the podcast. Biblical faith is not blind faith. One cannot have a living faith without the trust in Jesus in the resurrection. You don't have to have historical verification. Little children, I'm amazed. Little children know who the Lord is. I can remember 
years ago doing junior church and I would preach and then give an altar call because I was such a great preacher, these kids would be saved. That wasn't it at all. <laughs> wasn't it at all. It was because they had a childlike faith. They didn't need the historical verification. They weren't looking for, well, what are other plots? Or what are, could have this happened or that happened? They just believed in childlike faith. And their lives were changed. But we've got to inwardly believe that Jesus is who he claims. To have eternal life. You must believe that he is the giver of life. We must believe that he is the one that is the way, the truth, and the life. There's no other way. You see, the resurrection is the crux. It is the hub. All of Christianity stands or falls on this one point. We've talked about God. We must know, we've got to know there is a God, but that he has come in the form of and man became man, lived the sinless life, and died so that we could have life. But he was raised up so that you also will be changed in a moment in the twinkling of an eye. By the way, that's a little bit farther on in 1 Corinthians. That you also will be changed. So you see, this is very, very practical. It causes us to live our life knowing that, well, when we close our eyes in death, that's okay, because I'm going to be with the Lord. I don't have to fear death. Thousands and millions of our forefathers, 60 million forefathers during the Dark Ages, gave their death boldly because they knew that they were stepping into life with the Lord for eternity. Eternal life is a quality of life. It's knowing God. It's knowing your relationship. I realize we've talked a lot about some of the different history. We've talked about the different things, but I don't know maybe how the Lord has used his word in your life. And I hope that today somehow, just between you, just between him, he's used it to encourage you that it's worth living for Christ today. It's worth living for him as long as he gives us life and breath. Because the resurrection is true. That's the hub of the matter. We're going to sing trust and obey. There's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. Thank you for listening. We hope you've enjoyed the message. If you want to hear Paul in person and are in the Stockton, California area, we invite you to join us at Landmark Missionary Baptist Church, 301 East Alpine Avenue. That's near the University of the Pacific. He brings the Bible message every Sunday at 11 a.m. and other times as listed. We trust you've been encouraged, challenged, or generally built up spiritually. If this lesson has sparked questions on this or other topics, please see our contact information in the description or email us at sclofministry at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you.